Welcome to the audio version of Going Local. Today our story is about the Air Supremacy Over Goshen radio-controlled airplane show at the Goshen Airport held in the middle of July. No contact, Joe. We call this the Dawn Patrol, so we want to get out here when there's no wind, uh, when there's dew on the ground. Um, it's, it, you know, most days we get up, it's foggy. To fly in the fog. Okay. You know, so uh, just that's what they did in World War One. They they would get up at the crack of dawn and they take off and go do their sorties and you know over the front whatever they were directed to do. Good morning. I'm Brian Sapp of Going Local. I know it's a little dark right now. Over here it's light. I'm going to show you what's going on in a second. But I'm out here at the Goshen Airport. It's 6 a.m. on a Saturday. It's a day where I could be still in bed sleeping. But if I wasn't up. I wouldn't be able to see all this. Air supremacy over Goshen. Let's go see what gets all these people up out of bed and spends three days here in Goshen flying model planes. The idea is to get the uh, World War I aircraft up at the crack of dawn. Uh, we actually started right at sunrise this morning. It was spectacular. We had 43 pilots participating, and I would guess there was somewhere around 30 aircraft in the air at the same time. Nobody could keep count, by the way. Air supremacy started with a question uh, from the airport manager at Elkhart, Indiana, and he asked if we could do uh, a remote control event on the airport, and uh, that's when I presented the idea to my uh, partner, Chuck Hamilton, and uh, we decided that we wanted to pursue something special. 20 years ago, you could go to your local airport like Goshen here, and see, they'd have an air show once a year, and you'd see 20 P-51 Mustangs and 30 AT-6 Texans and all these great airplanes, and it was exciting. Those days are gone. Not that, now, but they're getting like two P-51s now and six T-6 Texans, and so what this is, is this is that air show from 20 years ago, just a little bit smaller, but a little bit more up close and personal. The spectators can get up close in the, in the, in the tent area, they can see the aircraft up close. They can have a chat with the pilots. And I can tell you, if you want to get one of these guys talking, just ask them about their airplane. What got you into flying? Maybe flew on an airplane and a pilot gave me a gold set of wings and that did it. What's it take to be able to maintain and get, uh, get your plane flying? Well, that's, yeah. Well, what are some of the things you got to do? To well, do we, we, we build for six months in Minnesota okay. in the winter. <laughs> and we tinker and we get them ready to go. And hopefully our building gets done in the winter. And then the last week or two before flying season, we're just mad getting rushed, getting them ready to, you know, just pre-flight them, make sure that everything's tight, batteries are checked properly, fuel lines, everything. Is, just go through the system mm -hmm. and check them and get them ready. And it gives you something to do when it's cold outside and you don't want to go out, right? Right, right. <laughs> I'm here with Ronnie Coleman. I think we can be heard over the plane. He was out there flying. We just saw some video of him. Ronnie, can you just tell me a little bit about your plane and what you got out here? Yeah. I have a Boss USA, which is the brand of the um, who makes the kit. Fokker D7, which is a World War One biplane. Cool. Yeah. And it's a quarter scale. It has a 32cc gasoline engine in it. How long have you been flying? I've been flying for about eight years now, and I've been going around to different events like this for the past four or five years. What made you get started? 
Well, I've always been interested in um, things that fly. Okay. And growing up, my dad grew up with someone who was into model aviation, so I kind of got in, into it through him. What's it take to get uh, flying each weekend? Uh, just a little bit of maintenance, but for the most part, you can go to any hobby shop and you can get planes that require no assembly at all, to where it's just charge the battery, put batteries in the transmitter, or you can get like my D7, which is a kit where you basically get a box of wood. And normally people will do get this over the winter and they'll build it mm -hmm. from scratch. Then you install servos and the engine and cover it painted. What's the feeling like when you're up there flying your plane? What's what's that like? Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. I don't I would um, for us Warbird guys that you know we just think of what the real planes and the real pilots would do so when I'm flying my D7 it's pretty cool to think back you know in World War One you know the same planes and pilots are flying around and what they went through. What you will see here is a history of aircraft from the very dawn of aviation to the modern jet, high-performance fighter aircraft. But all these guys have one common theme, and they're all historians. They, they love the history. They love the aviation. They, maybe, it's, maybe they're tied to an aunt or an uncle or a grandfather that flew in some war or, ha or served some, some country. It doesn't have to be the United States. Um, and this is their way of kind of uh, continuing on and honoring those individuals. Uh, for me, my father is an Army Air Corps pilot, um, or started out as an Army Air Corps pilot, and then uh, ended up being in the Battle of Bulge and, um, as, as an infantryman. And that history is ingrained in me, and my father's no longer with us, and that truly was the greatest generation. And most, this is my small contribution to, to part of that, to keep those memories alive. When we do an air show like this, you might see a 95-year-old a man or a lady that are looking at an airplane. And you can tell they're not there. They're, they're not back in 1944. And when you engage those individuals, they'll be like, you know, my wife was a ferry pilot for that airplane out of Louisville to New Jersey. Or my husband flew him, or he was a mechanic on one. And, you know, they were, for just a little short amount of time, they were back in a sweet time in their life. Part of this is, um, you know, keeping that alive and keeping that history alive. To be honest, when I heard about this, I thought this was just like Chuck said, just a small, small group of people out here flying some small remote control planes. These planes are huge. The, the people spend so much time pouring their, their, just their free time into something like this for a great hobby, a great passion, and something to be excited about. And if you are curious about aviation history, like they said, there's jets, there's props, there's biplanes, there's World War II planes. There's any kind of plane you want to see out here is out here. And the air show is just another example of why you need to go local. Get out, go experience things. You see something, sounds interesting, go check it out. You never know what you're going to find. There's over 100 planes here. Come check it out. That's it for this episode of Going Local. Hit subscribe for me if you're on YouTube. Hit like, like this page if you're on Facebook. Please share this video so that others can see great things happening here in the community. Continue to go local with us. Comment below. Tell me something that uh, you're curious about. Uh, give me a suggestion for some ideas for future episodes. That's it from Goshen. I'm Brian Sapp, and continue to go local. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Join us next week as we 
have the first installment of the People in Your Neighborhood podcast. You can find these videos if you would like to watch them as videos on Facebook, Going Local at Going Local Indiana, or you can find them on YouTube at Going Local Indiana as well. Be sure to like and subscribe. Comment on this. Please, let's interact and have a discussion and talk about the great things happening here in northern Indiana.